Hello, welcome to the Average Football Pod review program or review pod. So uh, I've started to, to start adding a few extra bits to the pod now. So every Tuesday there will be a pod that will review the weekend's football. Um, so that's the plan going forward. Next week's going to be an interesting one because it'll be a preview and review show all in one because we have got midweek fixtures next week. So... Um, so there was a lot of goals in the Premier League this weekend and a lot of things happening around Europe. So we'll discuss that as the programme goes through. So just a little ra- review roundup of all the scores from the weekend. So on Saturday, first kickoff at 12.30, you had Leicester and Chelsea, which finished 3-0 to Chelsea. Then on the three o'clock, you had Wolves beating West Ham 1-0. Watford smashing May United 4-1. Norwich getting a victory against Southampton, 2-1. A three-all draw between Newcastle-Brentford. Another three-all draw between Burnley and Palace. Villa got their first win against Brighton under Steven Gerrard. Liverpool beat Arsenal 4-0. And then on Sunday, you had City beating Everton 3-0. And Spurs beating Leeds 2-1 for Conte's first Premier League game at the new stadium. I keep saying new stadium. It's been like two years now. So that was his first home game for Spurs in charge. So that was a good win. So some standout matches in that this week. Uh, What we're going to start off with, though, is the first game of the weekend, of course, as you should. Uh, It was Leicester-Chelsea. So uh, I watched this game on uh, Saturday. Um, I didn't listen to the commentary. I was listening to uh, Five Live uh, while watching the match. And um, Chelsea looked good. Chelsea looked strong. Uh, Leicester didn't really create any chances really in the match and Chelsea just basically first half had had the match there and done and won and then last 15 minutes they made substitutions and cutting Leicester open they could have had two or three extra goals really um three nil actually does Leicester some some actual service to the match uh Leicester defended awful for the first goal um if you if you hadn't seen Gabriel's goal against Leicester for Arsenal a couple of weeks back that is exactly the same goal that Chelsea scored for Rudiger. Absolutely spitting image of that goal. That back flick, back head, everything. It was carbon copy of it. So um, it shows that, and they said this during um, on BBC that they they generally haven't learned um, from the Arsenal game about the set piece threat that Chelsea have, and also that most teams have because Premier League, like Chris Kamara used to say, is a set piece league. A lot of goals in the Premier League come from set pieces. And um, if you looked at that goal on Saturday where Chelsea scored their first goal and compare it to the Arsenal goal, it's exactly the same. So you expect that Leicester will sort of look into this now going forward um, for the midweek game and future Premier League games to defend better on set pieces because that's where Leicester gets undone. And um, they just were poor Leicester were just poor overall we made a couple of changes in the second half which didn't do much really Madison gave him a little bit more impetus, impetus for the first 10 minutes but I think Chelsea knew that they just ride out a little bit of attack what Leicester did they would come away with the three points and they did and as I say last 15-20 minutes of the game you sort of think oh, Chelsea going to score more goals because it looked like they were just carving them open uh, especially Pulisic when he came on as well and it's looking like um, uh, Hudson Adoy is getting some games and minutes now as well, which is good for him because he's been struggling to get into that side. And 
I think it is a bit of a struggle to get into that Chelsea side anyway. When you look at Chelsea's first choice, um, it's going to be a very hard task to get into that side. So it's good for him, get some minutes under his belt and also does him the world of good for his international ambitions as well because next international fixture is in March. So if he's playing a few games with Chelsea, you expect him to be in that international um, call-up. Because he's had games for England and Southgate likes him. And he's got the talent. So who knows? Uh, just a word on Kante's goal. I think that was such an underrated goal. Um, I don't, not a lot was talked about Kante's goal at the weekend. I think that was an absolutely incredible strike from a person. Um, he doesn't score goals like that. And normally when a player has that ball and has that sort of space and takes that shot on, he'll tend to go top left. And the fact he went bottom right, or sort of mid mid right, and he side-footed, he didn't hit it, he didn't strike it hard. It was deliberately placed like that. And it's almost like um, if, if, any, if anyone plays FIFA and you do a um, finesse shot, it looks very similar to that in a way. And the fact that the ball almost hit the side netting as it was going in, shows how far away and how precise he was with that shot. And I think that is an, such a fantastic strike from that guy. Um, he's a fantastic player and he's been nominated for World Player of the Year and so he should. And honestly, if the reason I don't know how he hasn't won it yet because he is the best midfielder in the world. He's so under, underrated and... And I think it's because he's so unassuming and he doesn't take, he, you know, he gets on the pitch, plays his game, gets off and goes home. And, you know, he he's not one of these people that loves media attention and this, that and the other. He is such a down-to-earth guy and he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he causes upset and problems. Um, and Kante should win World Player of the Year and should win it for like every year pretty much because... He is the best midfielder in the world, and he should. I, I think after football, he's going to be. He'll he'll disappear, completely disappear, and it'll be one of these people in fifteen, twenty years going. Oh, do you remember Ngolo Kante? And everyone's like, Yeah, he was such a great player. I wonder what happened to him. Sort of like David Bay. Where's he gone? He's disappeared. So yeah, but that was um, that was the first game. Um, nice little way to start off the game. Nice three goals, right? Need to talk about the Watford game as a Man United fan. Uh, Watford played well. Man United were awful, and I, I, I again hadn't seen the highlights of this game, but here in the commentary and when Watford got the penalty and they missed it, I generally thought, "Here we go. This is this might kick United in gear a little bit," but it just didn't. It really didn't. They were absolutely shockingly bad, and. Watford deserved the win. At second half, again, this is a Chelsea-Leicester game, actually. United make a few substitutions. Van der Beek came on, played well. What I was hearing on the radio and created chances and created a bit more. And there was a bit more attacking impetus. But it did seem like Watford were just weathering a storm and going, right, let's give it 15 minutes and then United will fade away and we'll come back into it. The send-off did change the course of where the game was going, of course it did. When you lose a striker like that, it was um, it was just going to happen. But it was just such a poor game um, for United. Um, 
and it's cost Ollie his job and hearing reactions from the players afterwards and they're taking responsibility for it. But hearing a few sh- podcasts and shows last cu- over the last 48 hours, the players have been taking responsibility for it for the last couple of weeks now, but not doing anything about it. And this was called on the Tuesday. So they got Villarreal in a space of like three hours, three, four hours time. And it'll be interesting to see what reaction that happens with that. Um, if they take Vera out of the sword or not, it'll be another story. But they've got Chelsea and then they've got Arsenal coming. It's going to be tough, tough couple of days, uh, weeks for Carrick. He's in a new, no lose situation, really. You know, if he does badly, then he's not the manager. It's not a big deal. If he does brilliantly, then there'll be clamours for him to get the job full time uh, on a on until the end of the season basis but um it does potentially sound like uh Pochettino could make himself available sooner than later so um and then Zidane going to Paris so it could be a very interesting couple of weeks few months for um Man United and where they go um and if they just it's, yeah it's going to be a fascinating rest of the season because it's people are saying that United are, the board are writing off the season already but still a lot to play for FA Cup Champions League the top four pushing even trying to get a high Premier League finish there is still the chance of second third potentially because who knows Man City Liverpool Chelsea could all get injuries and they could fade off a little bit so who knows um, you know you look at Chelsea last year winning the Champions League when Lampard got sacked people were saying they've got a side to win the Champions League may not have got a side to win the Champions League if they get their defensive stuff sorted out and actually just silt themselves out they've got the tacking prowess to win tournaments and win things this season so um yeah i don't really get where the board is coming from but there we go but it's all about dollar signs and pound coins for the board and not about what happens on the pitch for united and that's coming from a united fan and i hate saying that but there we go that's the first time that i sat there on saturday thinking he's ollie's gonna go so um yeah, I think it was the right call, but at the same time, it's the interview that Ollie did afterwards is heartbreaking and horrible to watch. And seeing a man who has such a passion for the side and such passion for a club um, lose his job and not being able to do the things that he wanted to do and implement, then it's a really sad thing for him, really. So, yeah, that's the main like, Watford game. We'll move on to some other games on the three o'clock, especially because they were dynamite on um, Saturday. You've got um, we'll, we'll talk about the th- the two three halls. So Burnley Palace, um, that was a shocking result in terms of I don't think anyone thinks that Burnley's going to score three and concede three as well. Palace are playing really well at the moment, but not necessarily getting the results they deserve. I think the Man City game where they won showed that they are capable of doing some good things, um, and they are going to cause some upsets and they will upset a lot of teams this year because they play really good football. But Burnley are just Burnley are going to be that team again every year where they'll they'll put a run of games together, especially against the teams in and around them. They'll win them games, and that will keep them up. And it seems like Maxwell Cornet has been an absolute gem of a find for him from Leon and scoring goals. And if we can get them firing and then get Chris Woods dabbling in as well and Barnes as, um, and Barnes as well dabbling a few goals, then that would be very good for them as well. So... It's a very good time to be a Burnley fan, in a way. Um, and a very interesting um, 
project that Sean Dice is going because he's signed a new contract. He's got a three-year deal there. Um, he looks like he's going to be there for the foreseeable. You look at the teams in and around Burnley, they're always favourite to go down, but they're never favourites to go down, if that makes sense. So everyone thinks, oh, it's going to be the year Burnley go down and then realise that Burnley are actually a good team and actually will stay up and probably finish 14th, 13th this year, probably. And there'll be teams that will just fall by the wayside, like the Watfords and stuff will fall. Brentfords, again, they play the Newcastle. They're in a no-win situation with um, Newcastle at the weekend, Brentford. Um, whatever happened, they were always going to be up against it because the Newcastle fans are going to be already up for it. The players are going to be already up for it. It was just unfortunate that Eddie Howe weren't able to be there, but Eddie Howe's backroom staff would have been really up for the game. And Brentford did all their did really well to sort of ruin the party a little bit to get a three-all draw on Eddie Howe's first game. I think Brentford will come away with that feeling really pleased because it was a game that they were supposed to lose really that weren't a game that we were supposed to win in you know in the grand scheme of things it would be Newcastle win Eddie Howe's a genius everything's great Newcastle are going to break the duct and they're going to push up now through the table but they didn't and all the teams in around the relegation the only team that actually really got a positive result was uh, Norwich and hearing Rob Green talk about it yesterday on BBC, he was saying that the Premier League's become a twenty-team league now. It's not not the not a um, nineteen-team Premier League and Norwich who are just there to make up the numbers. Norwich there now, two wins on the, in a row, and they're going right. We're 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 going to try and beat relegation this year. And if teams around them are going to drop points, and Norwich get a couple of wins under their belt as well and push through the table, then Absolutely, they'll do well. Um, they've got Wolves next game. Um, I didn't realise Wolves were sixth after beating West Ham at the weekend until I saw the league table on Sunday. I text someone that I um, that I know, and I was like, I can't believe Wolves are sixth. Where did that come from? Like they've lost five games, but they've won. Well, of course, they've won games, but they've just completely gone under the radar a little bit. I don't think Wolves have been playing that well. I know they've been playing attacking football, but I didn't think they've been playing football of of playing, being sixth at the moment has helped that likes of Leicester fall into 11th, I think they are, which is going under the radar a little bit, how Leicester are struggling. I think you'll see in the next couple of weeks that Brendan Rodgers will be under a lot of scrutiny and about where they are at the moment, because especially if they get knocked out of Europe, then Leicester have got nothing to play for apart from trying to regain the FA Cup. Um, it's going to be a really interesting... It's, now that Solskjaer's gone... It's now who's next manager on the block. And I think Rogers is sort of there a little bit. Um, maybe Benitez as well for Everton. I know he's had a lot of injury problems um, recently. And it seems like Everton are not playing well. And if Everton get absolutely done over by uh, Liverpool next weekend, uh, next week, midweek, then that could be an, a really tricky time for him going forward. So the media will be looking for another manager to put under the sword a little bit. Um West Ham would be really disappointed they didn't get a draw out of what out of the game against Wolves because they've been playing well, got a good win against uh, Liverpool, and they felt they feel like they were probably on a really good run of things. So they need to get back and up and up and running as well. And like I said about Norwich getting a good victory against Southampton. Um, Dean Smith's first goal, uh, first win, sorry, is great for him. 
get into back to winning way. Southampton would be really disappointed because, again, before the international break, they, were, they hadn't lost in four, so they're really pushing forwards. And Southampton have got some really tough games coming up now. Um, they've got, I think, they've got to play Man City and plays and teams like that. So um, they're, I think, they were wishing that they were getting a good result in against Norwich to sort of just keep them up a little bit more. So. Um, yeah, so that's basically the Premier League. There was, like I say, I think there was 35 goals in total um, this week in the Premier League. So really big goal fest in Premier League. And all the stuff I said on Friday about May United being all this and that. And it's just, oh, yeah, just awful. Just awful predicting things. I am sorry about, I'm very sorry about this, guys. Very, very sorry that I'm just bad at, at predicting things. But there we go. That's why sort of I love football so much. Um, right, we're going to talk about things around Europe because Europe's had a very, um, the leagues around Europe had a very interesting week. Um, so we'll talk about Spain league first. So Xavi played his first, um, uh, was managing his first game for Barcelona and they won 1 0. Um, Depay scored a goal um, against their Catalan rivals, Espanol, not their rivals because everyone knows that's Real Madrid, but the Catalan rivals, Espanol. Um, they played really well. It seems like there were elements of old Barcelona coming in. But at the same time, defensively, they're a little bit suspect. And they've got a really big game tonight against Benfica. So um, it's a big game for them. They need to get a win for Barcelona because the last thing they want is um, Benfica to get a win. And they will have to play Bayern Munich in their last game. And they need to get a result, which is not a done deal. Um, so they're looking very confident about that, uh, which is good for Barcelona. Um, feeling that they've got, they're getting back into their old ways, really, because that's the reason why they employed Xavi. Really, is that they're hoping that he's the sort of the next Guardiola, really, and help him on. Um, Real Madrid is now top of the league. Uh, Sociedad dropped down, um, dropped down to second, and then you got Sevilla third and Atletico fourth so it's a little bit of a different look to La Liga really um, in terms of previous years uh, Sevilla will look at their chances this year I think this could be a year like with Lokopetegi in charge because he was also mentioned about the Man United job which he's just laughed off same with Luis Enrique by the way Luis Enrique got mentioned about the Man United job and asked if it was April Fool's Day so shows that he is not interested in the job whatsoever and that's now been sort of the media sort of taken that away from him now um going to germany um uh, by munich lost to Augsburg 2-1 and um dortmund winning means that dortmund are now a point behind Bayern munich Bayern munich missed a few of their key players at the weekend because um they came into contact with someone that had been um contracted covid and these players are not covid and uh, sorry not vaccinated and um, Bayern Munich can find these players for that reason as well. So, um, and they're going to miss the game um, mid um, in the Champions League. And I think they'll miss next week's game as well. So, uh, sorry, Saturday's game or Sunday's game, whenever they play. So, them missing three games. So, the rules in Germany are if that they're vaccinated, they would have been able to play because they just had tested and they would have been negative and they would have been able to play. But due to the fact they haven't, haven't got the vaccine, is that, that they have to go in isolation for 10 days. And that's why Bayern Munich are unhappy with them. The players are unhappy the way that Bayern Munich are unhappy. So, 
Um, there's potential a little bit unrest going to happen there with Nagelsmann's team there with some of the players like Narbury and people like that. So it'll be interesting how that plays out over the next few weeks or so and see if there's any noises coming from Bayern's camp over the next couple of weeks over transfers and stuff and also if they'll play because um, if they don't play um, and other players come in and play better then they're going to lose their spot on the side so if Lewandowski got it for example and he wasn't vaccinated and had to isolate for 10 days I think Bayern Munich would be very unhappy with him especially if it happened around the time that they have to play Dortmund potentially so it's going to be a very interesting time there uh, in the Berlin derby, Union beat Hertha 2-0. Um, a great atmosphere. I um, saw a little bit of that on Saturday. Uh, Hertha are sort of... Someone said, as I heard on a podca- uh, another podcast, they were saying Hertha take two steps forwards and four steps back with their side. So um, Union have become the best team in um, Berlin with their little tiny stadium. So, And there's Hertha with their massive Olympic stadium, which... Um, they should be bigger than what they are and they've got European pedigree and this and the other but they just they just have this just a run really badly so that's why they struggle so much so that's that's why Union have become a really well-run club playing in the Europa Conference League and looking likely to get European Cup football this next not Champions League football, but at least Europa League football is not the Conference League again this coming season. So that'd be great for them and great for their fans. Over to Italy. So the it, if you haven't seen the league table, any of the league fixtures from Italy, Italy's becoming a fantastic league to watch and look at. The goals in there now. It's an attacking league. It's not a defensive league like it used to be or what it was now to be was used to be known as so maybe keep an eye on the Italian league at the moment because Juventus beat Lazio 2-0 um and Juventus have been struggling this year and um like I've said previously in podcasts they're not going to have a title run this year the Juventus are not going to go for the title they've lost too many games but if teams around them keep beating each other then they could push back up so Juventus are sitting 8th at the moment um they are currently Three points behind Atalanta. So there is potential of them going up, pushing up through the table if they keep some good run of form going. But then uh, on Sat- uh, then you had Milan losing Florentina 4-3. So what a game that was to watch. And Florentina are now 7th. Milan are now have dropped to 2nd still. They were 2nd before the game started. But they could have overtaken Napoli if they won. But Napoli lost 2-0 to Inter. They were third um, and just about seven, six points behind Napoli and Milan, who are both on 32 points. So it's getting close. It's getting interesting this year. And if you look at the Italian league table, seeing Napoli top, Milan second, Inter third, Atlanta third, you had fourth, sorry, you had Roma winning 2-0, who were who started the season really well, had a little bit dip in form, but now starting to come back into it. Um and then you've got Lazio and you've got you've got so many teams there that could do so well and Champions League qualification is going to be crucial this year. Atlanta have sort of set have sort of cemented that fourth spot what they have done the last few years. So it'll be interesting to see if they drop out of it or they push up. Um it's gonna be a really, really fascinating league to look at by the end of the season. It'd be interesting where Juventus come in, because Juventus are gonna throw some spanners in the works at least, because they've got 
they've got a title. They've got a title team, so they should be winning the league, but they're just not doing it. So, and they had such a bad season start of the season that they're not going to push for the title because they've lost four games already. And they're saying like teams don't lose four games so to win titles. So you think Juventus by the end of the season might lose at least six, maybe seven, but then everyone else around them are not losing that many. So it, it's going to be a really good league to watch. So keep an eye out on it. Um, over in France, um, Lille and Monaco played Friday night, and um, it was champions against Monaco, who uh, being champions uh, Europa League, I think they were in this year. Um, they Lille were two 0 up um, comfortably within ten minutes, and it finished two all, and Monaco finished with ten men. So just shows where Lille are at the, currently at the moment. They're just struggling to find that form from last year. Like I said in the podcast on Friday. Uh, Messi got his first goal, league goal for PS Paris this weekend um, against uh, Nantes. There's issues regarding Pochettino, if he's going to go to Man United or not. It could happen sooner than later. There could be a weird sort of deal where Pochettino leaves Paris, Paris gets to Dan, Pochettino goes to Man United. And that way everyone's a winner, everyone's happy, and everyone can move on with their lives. But... Um, be interested to see if Pochettino wants to stay until the end of the season, getting a league title under the belt, under his belt, because Paris are going to win the league and they're quite comfortably leading the way at the moment. So it doesn't look like they're going to slip up. In terms of Champions League, and that's what the Paris Saint-Germain hierarchy want, I think they're just not a team to win it. So um, I think that ain't going to happen. Teams underneath them is very interesting, though. Um, you've got Nice a second, Rons a third, Lons a fourth, Marseille fifth, but we'll talk about that in a second. So, the but, un, you know, underneath Paris, it's very interesting in terms of who's going to get the Champions League spots in that in that discussion because there's not a lot separating uh, second to, I'd say, sixth with Angers being... Um, sick for 21 points and Nice on 26. So there's not much in it at the moment. Um, so definitely have a little look at the Champions League places for that. Um, going ahead, you've got Lille and, Lille and Marseille have had issues um, uh, this weekend. Uh, Pyatt got hit by a bottle, so they've had to abandon that game. So um, unfortunately, that game's marred by more crowd problems they've had really bad crowd problems in france this year so um this season and there needs to be a strong punishment with it really leon have currently got a partial stadium ban in for four weeks potentially and i think it's just going to be a bit of an issue going ahead what's going to happen in france at the moment so uh, we've just got to wait and see really if you've seen what happened with pyatt it's a full water bottle um that hit him on the side of the head while he was taking the corner. Um, there was problems like this a few weeks ago with Leon, uh, uh, sorry, the Marseille Paris Saint Germain game, uh, where Neymar had to be protected by riot shields while he takes a corner. They can't have that in France anymore. That just that needs something big needs to happen for France for the fans to realise that they can't act the way they are. So it sort of marred a little bit of the weekend in France this weekend, but. Um, also, you had the assembled derby, which um, I didn't mention on Friday. Galatasaray um, against Fenerbahce. If you haven't seen the TIFOs and stuff, looks absolutely incredible to that. And it's always a fiery atmosphere and a fiery sort of game. So um, definitely worth having a look on that one if you can. And have a look at the TIFOs that Galatasaray produced for that. 
because um, there were some fantastic TIFOs as well. If you um, follow Copper90 on Instagram, they have some, they've done a little uh, Instagram post of all the um, TIFOs that happened this weekend. It looked absolutely stunning, some of the TIFOs that have come out. Um, so, yeah, um, just trying to find what the score was between um, Galatasaray and Fenerbahce because I didn't write it down originally. So I'm just going through the league. Spare me a second caller. Here we go, Turkish League. Galatasaray. So I finished 2-1 uh, to Fenerbahce. Also, a red card in the game. Uh, Last-minute goal by Fenerbahce to win. So Mesut Ertzul was on the scoring sheet as well. So there we go. All right, guys. That was the end of the pod. I hope you all enjoyed it. So there'll be another one on Friday, and I will speak to you soon. Have a lovely weekend. Enjoy the Champions League. See you soon. Bye.